This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, after a week off, we're back here betting the ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Monzo Malusis with you. We are in the heart of the winter racing, Moose. It is December. Uh, the temperatures in the in the what in the twenties up north in the uh, tri-state area. It's cold. It was cold here. It's it cold. Fifties. I've been dealing with a cold. It's it's cold. There's like this cough that my kids can't get rid of. We've had strep throat going through the house this week. Um, yeah, I'm trying to set up the Christmas tree uh, and the lights and everything like that. So uh, and and we get ready for some. So some winter racing at Aqueduct and uh, and uh, out west. So yeah, there here we well, go. Aqueduct, you get, that's it. The grind continues yes. in Aqueduct. You get a lot of the a lot of the stakes races now. And and you know when we started this podcast, Moose, the, the first few podcasts we did were the road to the Triple Crown, and we're almost there again. We are looking at the two year olds who will eventually be three year olds in a month, and we'll be looking at the primary runners for the Kentucky Derby, and we're going to start. Today, as we look at the Remsen later on, we are going to go through the late pick four at Aqueduct races seven through ten, starting with the Grade Two Demoiselle Moose, a two a Grade Two event, mile and an eighth on the dirt for two year old fillies uh, Moose, and it's a good field. Uh, you see these two year olds; we haven't seen a lot of them. It's funny you look at Shimmeringer Lore, who's seven to two on the morning line. Kevin McPeak always has his horses going early, and this is a horse that's two years of age. Uh, it's already run six times. I mean, so it's funny how certain trainers go a certain way. Um, what I like about these races, these two-year-old races, is you can look at a horse that's run one or two times, think, does this horse have the pedigree to improve? Is there some equipment changes? What do you like in the works? And you can sometimes find a nice price. Yeah, you can. And and they're also, they're improving, as you mentioned it. I mean, you're you're talking about two-year-olds, so... You know, we can look at the breeding, you can look at the past results, but just like everybody else, when, you know, you're younger, uh, you know, you could show drastic improvement uh, really, really quickly. Uh, so I think you see that with two-year-olds as well, where all of a sudden they, you know, they, they've shown some talent and all of a sudden they take a massive step forward for whatever reason, whether it be maturity, whether it be growth, whether it be um, just from the experience of the past um and they you know build upon that foundation so uh makes it an interesting race that we're going to see saturday at aqueduct so when you look at this race moose um i like a horse here um i like vino rouge here vino rouge um you know I, I think what's important here is we talk about how horses improve how horses are getting better and i like how the connections here see a horse with a lot of talent and from there they add blinkers so they're making a change here, and you're getting a little bit of a price at 8-1. to one. And this horse has shown some speed. This horse has been close up. This horse has tried to close. And they haven't found the perfect combination. And I think they think by adding blinkers in the mix here, 
The horse will get the distance. The horse will feel comfortable. They paid a little bit of money for this horse. And I think at eight to one, Dutro, Dylan Davis, who's become a really established rider, uh, you know, adding a little distance here to me makes a lot of sense at eight to one in the morning line. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, you know, obviously you, you think the two turns being a daughter of Vino Rosa uh, is going to suit her. Dutro, obviously, Dylan Davis, you mentioned the the, uh, the switch uh, to blinkers on, rolling back pretty quickly. Rassel ran in uh, at Aqueduct on November 5th and ran well, finished second, uh, beaten three lengths uh, by Shimmering Allure, who you're going to see in this race as well. I went all the way to the outside. Um, I went with Caldwell Loves Gold. Daughter of Golden Sense, um, out of a quality road mare. I think the works have been solid. Um, you look at four state, four races, all in, all in, you know, state breads, but still, um, you know, has finished first, first, second, and third. Uh, I know the distance. The only thing would be concerning, you know, third race at Aqueduct. So familiar with the track, has run well there. Finished second and third. Uh, gets the positive jockey switch going for Manny Franco and Florent Giroux in the previous four races uh, to now Luis Saez for Brad Cox. I think that's meaningful. Uh, I know the daughter of Golden Sense, you might say, well, Golden Sense wasn't really a two-turn horse, more of a you know a mile and a former uh, Breeders' Cup mile winner. And that's fair. Um, and maybe get out in front of my skis a little bit with this pick, but I think when when you're looking at the you know when you're looking at nine to two on the morning line, you're getting Luis Saez and Brad Cox on an improving two year old filly whose buyer speed figures fit. Um, that's where I landed. So and who doesn't love gold? So I landed on Caldwell loves gold uh, all the way on the outside uh, at nine to two on the morning line. Give me the nine in the de- in the Demoiselle. I use Shimmering Allure underneath as well at seven to two on the morning line, but I do think. Uh, Vino Rouget, eight to one in the morning line, makes a lot of sense. And like I talked about earlier in the podcast, you can find these horses who uh, are getting better, and you can get a big price. And I think eight to one is very fair. Moving on to race eight, the Go for Juan Seven. Uh, can mile. I just give you? A, can I just give you before we move on? Can I just give you another horse? I think you got to use. Um, oh, yeah, obviously, you got to use yeah. Life Talk underneath um, for uh, Irad Ortiz and Todd Pletcher. Um, I'd also in, I'd also include for George Weaver Caress. Uh, out of connect, they spent four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on this filly. Has run twice at six furlongs. Um, like the last work, November twenty fifth at Belmont, uh, forty four out of one twelve. Went four furlongs and fifty breezing. Uh, I'd include uh, I'd include caress underneath at twelve to one on the morning line as a little bit of a live long shot for Javier Castellano and George Weaver. Yeah, I actually threw out live talk here because the horse certainly is running in some big events. Um, the speed figures aren't dominant in this case. Um, just to me, wasn't a deserving eight to five against this field. That was kind of my, my angle there. I know she's run against maybe better. Um, she's run well, but it's not like she's overwhelmingly better than this field, in my opinion. So she could win. Of course, they paid a ton of money for her. obviously Pletcher, Rapoli, Irad, it's tremendous connections just to me against this field. It wasn't, didn't, didn't, wasn't worthy of being eight to five against this field, just in my opinion. Um, race eight. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I would use her underneath. I don't like her on top, but I would use just because of the connections, just be based on the talent of the Philly. I'd use Life Talk underneath. I don't think she's one of those where it's a complete toss for me. Race eight, go for wand a mile on the dirt moose and a one turn mile. In this case, a grade three event. Uh, some very familiar faces: Venti Valentin, uh, Tizzy in the Sky, Gerrymander. Uh, know-it-all Audrey, who I like a little bit in this race, and an outside horse, Good Sam, who's only run 
uh, five times in her career, winning three, uh, five to two on the morning line. Where'd you land here? Yeah, I landed on the outside of the horse that you just mentioned. I went with the I went with the daughter of the three year old filly out of Good Samaritan uh, for uh, for Chad Brown and Irad Ortiz. Second race off of the layoff. You mentioned it. Only five previous race appearances um, has won three of those five. Finished second has come in either first or second in all five races in which the gates have opened up. Uh, workouts have been solid, uh, consistent since uh, the return on October the fourth, which was a winning turn, re- return, and she was a uh, you know less than two to one uh, on the betting board that day. Uh, but had a workout um, you know has worked since then. Uh, worked out October twentieth, twenty seventh, November fourth, eleventh, eighteenth, and then November twenty sixth, thirty seven at a best of one fifty eight. They spent three hundred and ten thousand at Keeneland. Uh, in 21 on this uh, on this daughter of Good Samaritan, um, that's where I landed. I landed on Good Sam at five to two on the morning line for Brown and Ortiz. Yeah, we're with you. When I when I looked at these races, um, I didn't have the odds in front of me at the time, so I was going through them and I'm trying to guess my odds. I honestly thought this horse would be closer to like eight to five in the morning line in this field, just based on the performance, the connections. So when I saw five to two, I was like, wow, that's that's an intriguing price. I'm not sure we'll get that. But to me, it makes a lot of sense there. The other horse I do like is Know-It-All Audrey. Um, runs every race, 7 for 24, you know, hit the board five times this year. Loves Aqueduct. So it, to me, it makes a lot of sense at a bit of price. How many times in this podcast have we said Javier Castellanos having a tremendous year? So he gets another price horse here, 15 to 1 on the morning line. So those are my two. Good Sam, Know-It-All Audrey. Uh, that's my yeah, exact. I, yeah, I throw in – I throw Dr. B underneath for Lascano and Reed. Uh, coming off the layoff, last time we saw her running in, uh, you know, at parks in the slop. Uh, but familiar with Aqueduct, has had success at Aqueduct. One for two at the distance. Uh, I would use Doctor B as well at four to one on the morning line underneath the two. Moving on, the the ninth at Aqueduct, the Remsen, a Grade Two event. We talked about looking at the Kentucky Derby and contenders, and you know, we haven't seen a, a ton of horses come from the New York certain go to the Kentucky Derby with overwhelming success. But these are horses that. Uh, if they win here, if they run well, we'll start to look at them as contenders in the Kentucky Derby. And we have a, a pretty good field here. Um, solid horses. Where did you land? Yeah, I I think you can go a lot of different ways um, in this race when I was handicapping it. I, I think there's arguments to be made for, for a number of these two-year-old Colts. Um, you know, and the, the spot where I landed on, I, I went with, Dutro and Castillo, I went with Where's Chris? Um, coming out of the Nashua, uh, ran well in that race at nearly 20 to 1. You're not going to get 20 to 1 on Saturday on Where's Chris. Going to be 6 to 1 on the morning line. Um, but I, I think is an interesting, uh, didn't spend a lot of money on this, out of twirling candy. We know the success that Dutro's had. Um I think it's going to get better, obviously, with the distance. This is a mile and an eighth around two turns at Aqueduct. I'm going to take a little bit of a shot at a price and improving two-year-old Colt. Where's Chris for Dutro and Castillo? Yeah, we're on the same six-to-one shot. I'm excited about this. Um, here's what I liked. I liked the fact that they went six furlongs to a mile. That's perfect, in my opinion, to go to, to go from a sprint to a route in that direction. Ran exceptionally well last out. And here's the thing that I like. Didn't put up such a number, an 88 buyer, that you expect him to bounce here. Like, this is a horse that's getting better and can easily improve from an 88 buyer up to something in the mid-90s. Um, did run in a speed favoring track last up, but I think that there's enough pace here that if this horse just rates perfectly, um, 
grinds it out down the stretch. It looks like a really solid horse moving forward. Now, the horse that I do worry about a little bit is Sierra Leone, out of gun runner for Chad Brown. Jose Ortiz was exceptional in debut, had a good trip, but um, was five wide, bobbled a little bit, and still got it done uh, in a maiden special back in early November. But to me, I'm with you. Where's Chris? You know, what Dutro has done upon his return, sensational. So uh, I think Where's Chris makes a lot of sense here, and I'm excited that we're on the same horse. There you go. We're on the same horse with uh, with Where's Chris. I, listen, I, I, I think I like Copper Tax a little bit. Um, I, I would use him underneath. Um, I think drum roll, pre, uh, drum roll please. Uh, they spent 250000 Brad Cox and Castellano, I think, is an interesting one as well. But, it, yeah, dude, it's been a while since we've been on the same kind of horse in a in a derby prep race. And I know the Kentucky Derby is ways off. But still, uh, looking at the Remsen on Saturday at Aqueduct, we're both on Dutro and Where's Chris? Now, you could have made an argument that the Remsen could have been the top of the stretch. But I think we have to honor the legacy and the history of the Cigar Mile grade two event. Uh, at a mile, obviously, at Aqueduct, the race that – Every year is a really good race. We've seen a lot of good horses win this race last year. Mind Control got it done. Um, we've seen plenty of horses run in the Cigar Mile and run exceptionally well. Legendary horses, including Cigar himself. So uh, good field here. A lot of names you've heard before, including Three Technique, who's been running forever, six years old. Feels like he's 60 years old. High Oak, our, for our friends Mike and Lee, uh, has been solid upon the return the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, rather, accretive we've seen before. And obviously going all the way Close to the inside is Senior Buscador, uh, who's run 15 times as five-year-old. And to me, is a horse that, you know, you always expect a little more of, never gets the job done. I found a little bit of a price horse here. Where'd you land? Yeah, I think it's a great race. I mean, I think it's um, it's a lot of familiar names. You mentioned High Oak and, and Three Technique we've seen run a long time. Hoist the Gold. I know, uh, you know, we, we've, we've talked about Hoist the Gold during the course of the summer. Pipeline. I mean, there's... There's a number of kind of old, you know, stables, old staples when you're looking at thoroughbred racing, especially on the East Coast that are going to be taking place in the Cigar Mile 412 post time on Saturday. And I'm looking forward to the race. I think it's a I think it's a really, really cool betting race as well. Um, I landed on the 10 accretive for Irad Ortiz and Chad Brown. Um, I think Brown's going to have himself a Saturday at Aqueduct and not surprising. He's a really talented trainer. Um, one for two at the distance. I know has never won at Aqueduct, but ran twice, ran second, ran third. Um, you're looking at this, you know, being the fifth start off of the layoff, uh, in the cigar mile. Um, you know, but this is back to back races now at a mile. And I think the, the, the race on October 28th, the 49 or another grade two, uh, where accretive was, you know, the, the odds on favorite ran five wide. Uh, a little concerned about the type of trip Accretive is going to get on Saturday. However, I think that race will do. I think that race will do the gelding some justice here. Um, you know, a, a son of practical joke. Um, I think back-to-back races at a mile. I think works. The buyer speed figures do fit. Uh, I think she. I think he gets the uh, the first. I, I think gets gets the the best of the running in the lane. Give me Ortiz and Brown and Accretive at four to one on the morning line. Yeah, I thought this race was opened enough up that I wanted to look for somebody with double-digit odds. Um, you know, Senior Buscor, to me, is horrible odds in the morning line, in my opinion. Um, I certainly thought um, about using a creative who I've bet in the past. We've talked about in the past this podcast going back 
you know, to Saratoga early this summer. A high oak, who we both like, is 20 to 1 in the morning line and runs consistently well, but hasn't found the finish line first uh, upon finding his form back. So I landed all the way on the inside. Coastal Mission, 12 to 1 on the morning line. And, you know, you might be a little unfamiliar. I'm not, not going to lie to you. A great notion and the trainer I'm not overly familiar with. But if you just watch some of the horses' past performances, has speed, can rate. I like the draw, has run against larger fields, puts up good fractions, and most yeah. importantly, wins. And this horse is addicted to winning. Uh, eight for nine this year, 11 for 16 overall. I know this horse stretches out from about seven furlongs to a mile. Um, but last out, you know, ran a mile and an eighth and got the job done easily. So, um, you know, whether it's cold, whether it's sloppy, whether it's fast, uh, I think this horse is game. I think this horse has a lot of ability. I think this horse in this position will go to the lead and, and try and take him gate to wire. There isn't an overwhelming amount of speed in this race. Look at the workouts, the last two bullets. Um, I know we're asking a lot of a horse to come, you know, basically from Charlestown to win here, but I don't think this field is strong i think it's a good betting race but i don't think there's a dominant figure in this race so i'm going to take a chance with coastal mission 12 to 1 i am going to use a creative underneath um and i'm going to use high oak underneath who i think will get a little bit of a pace setup which high oak definitely needs i love to move Luis Saez. you're basically going from good rider to a great rider um he knows you know ma trust him obviously we know liam might trust him so at 20 to 1 i think it'll be a little shorter than that high oak but i think you can get a little bit of a price underneath but Coastal Mission, 12 to 1 on the line, morning line, definitely my best bet of the day. Yeah, I'd use Coastal Mission underneath. I'd also use High Oak for everything that you just mentioned. Um, I think you got to I think you gotta throw, you know, Dr. Ardito into the mix as well, coming off the, the race that we saw in the 49er. I think you throw the race out at Parks and the slop didn't really like it. Outside of that, uh, buyer speed figures do fit. Running line does fit uh for the the son of liam's map um that's another one that you got to use and i think you got to use ever so mischievous for brad cox and and torres um you know an improving son of of into mischief i think ever so mischievous mischievous is another one that you got to use as well underneath but i i really think it's going to be a creative day as long as he doesn't get stuck five wide four wide like he did in the 49er if i ortiz can work out a trip and try and get him to the inside a little bit um, I think a creative is going to end up winning the uh, winning the race on Saturday. So I said Coastal Mission was my best bet. I would venture to say of the four races we did, where's Chris would be your best bet of the day. You I would say so. That horse. Yeah, I, I like where I, I really do. I mean, Dutro, we talked about it. We're on the same horse uh, in the Remsen. Um, where's Chris is probably my best bet. I think really good odds as well. Um, an improving, you know, son of twirling candy. Dutro Castillo, fourth start, fourth career lifetime start, has had success at Aqueduct. Yes, where's Chris in the Remsen? Moose, good luck this weekend. Hopefully you hit plenty of tickets. Good luck to everyone out there. Happy holidays. Make sure to like and subscribe. We love you. Thanks for being a part of uh, Betting the Ponies podcast. Betting the Ponies right here on the Bet Rivers Network. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. 